Welcome to Well Said, a podcast produced by the Well Community Church and hosted by Mary Graham and Tori Mayo. Our desire is to equip you with the knowledge and confidence to apply a biblical perspective to current topics while building and strengthening connections around our church. Join us as we explore how our faith intersects with the world around us. What's up, friend? Hello, friend. How are you? Wonderful. Yeah? I'm excited about what we're talking about I today. I am too, actually, which is ironic because this is a topic that's uncomfortable for me. So It's also uncomfortable for me, but I like this uncomfortableness. Yeah, this is like the the, the teaser to make people uh-huh, listen because uh-huh. we're an like, an, it's uncomfortable. You should listen to us. It's so. an important, <laughs> a very important uncomfortableness. It is. It is. It so, is. Yep. All right. Icebreaker today. Okay, I'm ready. Are you sure? Uh, I, you, I I did an icebreaker example in a sermon recently. You did. Look at how much this discipleship wow. is just washing over me. Mary's disciple of me, in case y'all didn't realize it's so that. Important. That's, uh, it's so important. And I guess y'all's questions are disciple of me yeah. too. So. Okay. I love this question. It is, what is the most memorable prayer God has answered for you? Uh-huh. I saw this one beforehand, so I was actually prepped, which, praise God, because I wouldn't have been able to answer this <laughs> right away. It's a Um, I think the most memorable prayer for me was uh, actually not a prayer of mine, but a prayer of Mm. somebody else over me. Mm. Uh, If you know my story a little bit, I had cancer, blah, 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 and couldn't walk for three months. My granny walked into a room, prayed over me that God would heal me, uh, that he would call me into ministry one day. Just all this, both prophetic kind of stuff and also just healing. And that happened. I was not a believer. I got healed after not walking for three months. I walked the next day cancer disappeared off an x-ray, was totally fine. Um, And forgot that she prayed that, forgot that she Mm. said that the Lord was going to call me into ministry, all that. So after I got saved, after I felt called, then I told her and she was like, yeah, you don't remember when I Mm. prayed? And I was like, the first time I remembered since I was 12, 13, you know? And so, yeah, that was obviously a massive one. And because of that, it marked me because it's like, oh, the Lord answers like prayer. He hears, mm. he listens, he answers. And I think that spurred my faith to like, God answers. Because she prayed other things over me that did not come to yeah. pass. And so it's not like this is some weird magic. That's a whole podcast episode, prayer yeah. and how God oh, answers yeah. it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, write but, that one down. Just kidding. Um, yeah, that was my most memorable one. Nice. That's super interesting that you say that because ours kind of go hand in hand, but they end very differently. Okay. So my most memorable prayer that God had answered was praying for my own mother's healing, Mm. which if y'all have listened to the podcast, you know that she passed away. Mm. And so um, super interesting, same situation. Mom had cancer. For you, it's memorable because you were healed, the power of saints praying over you. And for me, it was the understanding of my pleading for her life that she already had. Hmm. So the memorableness of it is that God did answer my prayer. And the answer was yes. He took her home and Hmm. made her more perfect Hmm. and more beautiful than I even asked for. Hmm. And so I'm even getting teary just thinking about that is the most memorable prayer that God has ever answered for Hmm. me. That's really Was realizing his goodness, even if he didn't, answer the way I wanted him to. He answered more than I could have asked for. Praise God. So. Yeah, that's really good. Which leads us in. I know, that's a good segue, <laughs> for real. And that's See hard, that's hard about. because I feel like there's a an aspect where it's like, yeah, that's not what you were actually praying. Like you were yeah. praying for her, for her here and now so that she would still be here right yeah. now. But God did answer it in a greater way and so even the fact that he was like turning your heart as mm-hmm. you were praying, aligning with his will, like that's hard, which yeah. it clearly segues into, uh, we're talking about grief, we're talking about lament, we're mm-hmm. talking about sorrow, we're talking about the fact that the scriptures would actually proclaim that sorrow is better than laughter, which I just, Ooh, I'll, we'll, I will get there. I have a hard time <laughs> with this, okay. Uh, But it's like, man, like the Lord's goodness, his presence to actually respond to you in a way that you didn't know you were asking Mm -hmm. is really significant, but really difficult too. And a lot of us don't see what you just saw. A lot of people in your situation, I think, Mm. would not have had what they were desiring answered and would not have seen the fact that God actually turned it for good, turned it for joy, turned it. He's he's used this very clearly Mm -hmm. in your life in so many ways obviously, because I know yeah. you, I know a yeah. lot more 
of the story there. But it's like, for a lot of people, I don't know if they would have ever gotten to that reality of like, God actually answered this in a bigger way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even as we talk about this today, it's like, how do we get to that piece? Yeah, And I I want to caveat real quick, that it took years. Mm. It took years for me to get to the place where that that was true. And I realized that there was a lot of grieving. There was a lot of lamenting. There was a lot of Mm. mourning, which we'll talk about kind of the meanings of these words and the the Christian answer to our pain. Um, But it took years Mm. to be able to walk and to trust in that way of constantly trying to turn back to him when it was difficult or one more thing or one more piece of anger or this other thing I didn't realize I missed Mm. for him to change that in my heart. So it was that faithful pursuance in the midst of continual grief Mm. that led to the gift of receiving that answered prayer. Mm. So so we got to stick with it. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Okay. Uh, Walk us through like really high level grief, lament, some of these words are interchangeable at times. Mm-hmm. Some of them are actually very different. Yes. Even in the way that we use them in the world. Like, like yeah, let's, let's tee up kind of where we're going today so that we have a framework for what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I want to stick with two basic words because they are, they can encompass a lot of things. So grief mm-hmm. and lament. Mm-hmm. So grief, when we think of grief, we think of sorrow, we think of even the five stages of grief. That's a very worldly way of dealing with sorrow. So the denial, the anger, the bargaining, the depression, and the acceptance, which Mm -hmm. to me, all of those are so depressing, but (laughs) they just, they don't end well, right? right. Like you just have to accept what's happened Hmm. after serious depression. Like that's it. That's all you get. Wow. So to me, although... To me, grief is worldly mm-hmm. and it leaves us empty mm. in the end because we just have to move on. Mm. Lament is inherently Christian. Mm-hmm. And that is because we can process our pain and our sorrow with the Lord. Um, one of the best books that I would recommend to anyone, whether you're dealing with pain or grief, it's going to come, it's so you might as well come. read it anyway, yeah, is 100%. Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. It's so good. It is, I, it's one that I will read over and mm. over and over again, and will continue to give good things. But um, he says this uh, as one of the quotes that, um, Lament rises from a firm belief in the character of God, an understanding of the brokenness of sin, and a heartfelt longing for the completion of God's redemptive plan. That's why lament is inherently Christian. And so... Lament is a prayer. Mm. It is a calling out to God. And so there, there's an opportunity for us to turn to something other than ourselves. Mm-hmm. When we're left in grief, we're denying what's going on, right? We're angry. We can bargain. When we participate with lament, what we do is we can turn not to ourselves, not mm-hmm. inward trying to fight with how to deal with sorrow, with pain, with anything like that, but we turn to a God who is sovereign. We're able to not bargain with ourselves to try and make things better, but we can ask of a king who gives all things. Mm -hmm. And instead of just being sad and ending with acceptance, we actually get to trust, to learn about our God more and to um, receive more of him. We actually get to turn to hope Mm -hmm. and a trust and a promise and a goodness to where it transforms Mm -hmm. our life. Grief on its own is simply grief. Lament is being able to be turning towards the hope of Christ and the promise of redemption. I love that. You end with good Mm -hmm. in lament. So sorrow is better than laughter. (laughs) We'll get there. (laughs) Okay, yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) Uh, But you end with good. And I think that's really important because I think that sometimes to your point, when you're only focusing on the worldly side of it, there is no redemption. And in Christ, if all things will be redeemed, Mm -hmm. which they will be, and if all things will be restored, that also means even our pain. Yes. Here's the other thing that I think is really important too, is that without a godly understanding of grief, of sorrow, of lament, et cetera, I think that you're left trying to carry something Mm. on your own, which we were not created to experience sorrow or loss or pain or frustration or valleys or like we literally weren't created to to even be able to hold that. We were created good. We were created not understanding good and evil, Mm -hmm. evil. And so 
all of a sudden now, when you have to wear, when you have to carry the burden of evil yourself, mm. when that's the cross that you're trying to drag up the hill, you're not strong enough to do that. So left to yourself, you're actually not able not only to see the good that comes out of it, but you're literally, it's like you're trying to carry something that's 7,000 pounds and you're a human that even the swole amongst amongst the humans can lift 600 or something. It's like, you literally can't do that. Yeah. And so you're stuck on your own ability versus, and that's where I think lament is so different because mm -hmm. it's like, hey, actually what you're doing at the end of the day is you're saying, I, I literally can't carry this. Yes. I was not even designed for this. I don't even understand this, God. I still don't really know good and evil, even though mm -hmm. we ate of that tree. I just now receive evil, unfortunately. Yeah. I still don't even understand it half the time but I do trust you. How, how can you help me move towards this? There's a verse in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 7, um, verses, it's really, it's really almost this whole section starting in verse 5, but in verse 10, uh, Paul starts off with this, which is really, I think, significant. He says, For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. Mm. It's really important here. Um, we're saying grief versus lament. But I do think that there's a way you can also create an adjective beforehand, godly versus worldly. Yes. And so what Paul's doing there is he's marrying this idea of lament in this idea of mm -hmm. grief and saying, hey, these are kind of the same thing. Yeah. But I, um, I would vote that lament is something that a non-Christian cannot do because I they are not agree. turning to God. So I want to make yeah. that quick for adding worldly and we're adding godly, mm -hmm. the one we can't add worldly onto is lament. Totally. There is that no is, such thing as worldly lament. Yes. I agree with yeah. that. Totally. And so this godly grief, it actually produces this either repentance or turning away from, which actually leads to your salvation, which actually then has no regret with the grief that came. Mm -hmm. Whereas worldly grief, it actually produces nothing but death. It spirals you. It leaves you just accepting bad, as you said, only. And Paul goes on, he talks about, hey, see what type of earnestness this godly grief has produced in you, the zeal, longing, indignation, all these different things. Now, they are grieving because of their sin. That's mm -hmm. what Paul is talking about here in context. But the idea of it still remains of like, there's this godly grief versus worldly grief. Godly grief actually produces life and worldly mm -hmm. grief produces death. Mm -hmm. And so what type of grief or for our language that I want to use throughout the rest of it, what type of lament mm -hmm. are we trying to do? Are we just allowing this this grief to kind of swirl and spiral us down and never move towards lament? Yeah. Or are we understanding how the lament, which is what God offers all of us in Christ, it's really the balm for the mm -hmm. remedy of mm -hmm. the pain that exists in this world. And so, yeah, I think it's important that we know how to do this. Yes. Because as you said, all of us are going to suffer at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And I think... You know, it's difficult and it gets complicated because, you know, in, in this passage, they're grieving their own sin. And oftentimes there's different things that happen that we often just, I think we miss opportunities to lament because we associate them with only loss mm. or only with this really terrible tragedy or this really difficult injustice. But right. God really calls us to lament for all things because at its core, Lament is how we deal with the brokenness of sin. Yeah. And okay. every sorry, reason. Sorry, sorry, wait, sorry, sorry. Oh, Let me interrupt you real quick. That's so important. <laughs> That's so important. I, don't lose your thought, but okay. I want to move past that because it's important for people listening. We're meant to lament everything mm -hmm. that is broken, big or small. Yes. Like long or short. Yes. Any amount of brokenness you can apply this idea of lament into that we're going to talk about today, and it will produce good. Mm -hmm. It'll actually turn out. So we're talking like the traffic is stopped up and you're going to be late to your meeting. Mm -hmm. And like that is frustrating and that creates this whatever. And you can have worldly grief or godly grief. You can have lament even there. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to like yes. highlight that because it's important yeah. that we get that. Yeah. And the bottom of the base of that and the reason for that, that we can do it for all things is because every pain and sorrow is connected to sin yeah. and to death. Yeah. And we know that that's not what we were made for, as you were saying, because Revelation would say all of that will be gone mm -hmm. when we are made perfect, when we are made whole, when we are redeemed, when we are fully in the presence of God, that will not exist. Mm -hmm. So we know that that is something that we can grieve about, mm. that we can, when we lament, turn to the Lord for. I think um, one of the quotes also in Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy, that just 
I think is really good is it says that suffering at every level is an opportunity to learn. However, be we must be willing to listen. Mm. And so we need to listen to the song of lament to reorient our lives to the truth of sin and brokenness mm. so that we receive Christ more fully. That'll preach. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So, this okay. is important. Please so, stay. Please listen. Please learn. So thinking about this, so two thoughts. One, some lament takes time. Mm-hmm. As you just said with your yeah. mother, it's like that, that actually took you a really long time to walk through that. And I'm going to talk about something. And you still walk through lament. That's actually really important. Yes. Because just because you've gotten the good out of it doesn't mean, first of all, there's not more good to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And second of all, there's still sin that literally exists. It's like, she she passed away. That's the result of sin. Sin Mm -hmm. brings death. Yes. And so that means you're still actually in the midst of the brokenness of Mm -hmm. the world caused by sin. That you're still, even though you understand more, even though you see God's redemption, it's still, so literally you can enter in and out of lament for the same things yes. even. Yes. And you actually see that over and over in scripture. You even see God doing that, mm-hmm. which that's important as we get to later. Even God laments. Yes. So he models this for us, Christ being our ultimate example, which we'll get to. But um, thinking about this, uh, uh, we're going to kind of anchor in uh, scripture. Mm-hmm. So do you want to kind of tee us up for that a little bit? Yeah. So there are, oh my gosh, countless amounts of lament in scripture. We have entire books devoted yeah, lamentations. to lamentations. <laughs> we have Job. Uh-huh. We have Ecclesiastes has a lot of wisdom in dealing with that. We mm-hmm. have every story in the Bible of a character where something wrong happens is an opportunity for us to learn the song of lament that mm. we need to live with our lives. I mean, I think at least a third of the Psalms Uh are lament, right? So we have tons of scriptures that help point us. And so we wanted to pick a Psalm that would be somewhat familiar to kind of anchor us in. Um, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy does a really great job of breaking down um, biblical lament. And Mm -hmm. so kind of, if you look at all the lament scriptures and things put together, it follows a pattern. And so we're gonna use actually Psalm 13 to kind of demonstrate that pattern and kind of talk about what is lament? How is it different than grief? Mm-hmm. So that we can move towards the song of lament. I love that. I love so, how you color-coded your four things too. With the different four Before steps. we read it, yeah. let me give you the four things that he talks about mm-hmm. in this book that I do think orients us really, really well. Uh, there's four stages of lament. The first one is to turn, to turn to God is essentially what that is. The second one is to complain which I think most people don't even know that they can complain, Mm -hmm. right? But that's really, really significant. Uh, The third one is then to ask. Uh, We ask of the Lord uh, whatever it is that we might be complaining about, the things that we're feeling. And then the last one is to trust, which that one to me almost sounds like this forced thing. But when you walk through Mm. it, it actually is not it at all. It literally, you're starting to worship because of how you're following these things. So it's not telling you, Mary, you need to trust God. Mm -hmm. It's actually saying, trust will come as you do this. Like you will begin to trust God more. So it's actually this offering of a deepening of your faith. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important. So that's kind of the four things you'll hear us talk about it. Uh, This week, we're only hitting the first two. Yep. Sorry for spoilers. So you have to listen to (laughs) the episode that comes out two weeks from today or whenever you're listening to hear the rest of it. We're only talking about the first two today because we want to really dive into them and not leave us wanting. We'll talk about the second two next week and then we'll anchor in Psalm 13. So do you want to read the Psalm for us? It's a a short, easy to read Psalm. I'd love to read the song. Okay, Psalm 13. If you're driving, don't look it up and listen. If you're not driving, turn in your Bibles to Psalm 13. And it says this, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. And I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. I love it. So in this Psalm, uh, if I can kick us off, what you see is a turn. Now, here's one of the things that's really interesting. I'm actually stealing notes from next week from myself. So 
Oops. But <laughs> I do think it's important to mention here. Uh, these varying degrees of lament actually happen in different lengths. Mm-hmm. In other words, sometimes you see turn and like you see it laid out for like 16 verses, yeah. right? And then maybe the complain, the ask, and the trust are all only in two or three verses. That tends to happen. Sometimes the turn, like in this one, is in like a, in the Hebrew, like two words. Mm-hmm. So David here is turning towards God in the midst of his sorrow. He's not turning to himself. He's not like, dang it, David, mm-hmm. like, what are you doing here? He's not turning to community, although community can help us lament, which we'll talk about even next week. But like, that's not where he's turning to. He's he's not turning to the world. He's not looking for wisdom. He's not, he's directing a prayer, mm-hmm. a song in this case. He's directing his heart towards God. How long, oh Lord, is where he's going and so that's where you see, like, literally, he's turning. He's he's frustrated. He's hurting. There's clearly something going on in his life. But rather than just allowing it to wallow, to swirl in his soul, he's going to the Lord with something. Mm-hmm. And so this turn in this psalm, though only literally four, five, what is this, four English words. I think it's two Hebrew words. It's like he's, he's practicing this. He knows where to go with his pain. Mm-hmm. He knows who can answer his pain. It's God. And so that, that's where you see this turn piece here. Yeah, yeah. And I think for some of us, each of these parts will be easier for us than others. Some of us so are going to be really great at turning. Yes. Some of us are going to be real good at complaining. In fact, I think all of us are probably good at complaining. <laughs> complaining in the right no, I'm way. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. You're not? I'm not Oh, good I can't wait to talk about it then. Yep, yep. Uh, asking and trusting. We're all going to struggle with different parts of this. And it may even be different with the different things that we're lamenting yeah, for different reasons of how they've affected us, right? Like sin is vast mm-hmm. in our lives and the things that it does to us. And so for some of us, it's hard to go to the Lord. We'd rather pick up a phone and call the, our friends first and mm. talk about it and figure it out and then go to the Lord. I've been guilty of that a few mm. times. Um, or to our spouse. That's or so good. we look to the world or we try to numb ourselves. Like, uh, it, it'll just get better later. So let me just go watch a Netflix yep. show for a little bit or have a drink. Mm -hmm. let me just soothe myself rather than lament. I think we often try to soothe or doctor ourselves rather than surrendering and turning to the Lord. I think pain helps us really to see who we are Mm. and what we love. Mm. And if we love God, we should turn to him. And so I, yeah. That was convicting. (laughs) Isn't it though? (laughs) Isn't it? And it's why it's uncomfortable for us. Mm. Pain brings out the reality of our deception in our lives, mm. of the reality of sin, of the reality of the of our brokenness around us, the reality of our own brokenness. And so just that first step really helps us to understand who we are because lament is rooted, this is from Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. It says, lament is rooted in what, belie- what we believe and it is a prayer loaded with theology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so turning to God as a first step is even just really reminiscent of what we believe about God. Do we believe God, God hears us? Yes. Do we believe he cares about our sorrows? Do we believe that he's listening mm-hmm. and that he is actually wanting to be attentive? Do we believe that this pain is not coming from him? but it's from the world Mm. and that he can actually absolve or soothe or teach or sharpen or whatever it might be from the pain. It's like, do we believe that God is evil? Do we believe that God is good? The turning really is a theological, like, and to your point about people do different things, some are easier, some are harder. It is a really good, like, is this easy for you or hard? It's actually a good question not to make you feel guilty, not to indict you falsely, mm-hmm. but to go, okay, like, do I really, be- what do I really believe about God? Yeah. That's really significant in, in this process. Yeah, and do we see that like, when I feel pain, how I respond to it is a direct connection to what I believe about God? Mm. Mm. That's a difficult one to reflect. Like when yeah. I'm uncomfortable, is my first thought to seek the Lord mm. and what he says. And mm. I think... I think too, what often is hard sometimes for us to turn is we struggle with everything that you just said. We struggle to believe that God is true and that trust piece that comes later in lament. So to encourage you all, if if as you're wanting to turn to the Lord, you're like, well, I don't know if I believe Mm -hmm. if he's good or if I, that's 
the exact moment that you turn, because as yeah. I said earlier, lament is an opportunity for us to learn and grow. We have a safe place to bring our questions before the Lord because he desires to give to us Say that. good things, even in the midst of sorrow. In fact, more importantly, mm-hmm. and even bigger and more than we can imagine, in the place of sorrow, he desires to be near to us. And so in our doubt, in our confusion, in I don't know if I believe that you're going to do anything about this. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect place to turn. Just turn like, your face. It ain't like the Lord doesn't know that you don't believe in mm-hmm. his goodness and he, he knows you. Yeah. So it's actually you realizing that, not the mm. Lord, right? It's That's not like good. the Lord's like, whoa, I had no idea that you struggled with faith here. Yeah. You're oh, realizing that, you. right? Yeah. And so it's yeah. like, no, this is actually a revelation even for yourself mm. that you might see where you're at with the Lord and learn in the midst of that. One of the things that Mary and I talked about before we uh, kind of came in here today was this kind of revelation, this aha moment, because mm-hmm. I, I, I am not good at lament. I am not good at it. Or so I thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we started talking about it because when I think of lament, I think of, to your point, this major trauma in our lives. I had a hard time for forever going to counseling because I felt like mm. that's going to mean that I'm going to unravel and I'm going to not be who I am. And and all of a sudden I'm going to like swirl into chaos and into the darkness. And I'm going to like, and I was like really afraid of some of the defense mechanisms mm-hmm. that made me who I was mm. kind of coming down and me no longer being me rather than realizing like, no, God heals us in the midst of our yes. limit. So I had just a really difficult time and I've shared some of this in here, but like my childhood was filled with all sorts of traumatic things that was happening, all sorts of abuses, all sorts of even just simple things like poverty and just different things that I saw because of that. Like I could go on and on and on. And the amounts of things that happen in my life to create this, this chaos, mm-hmm. in my mind, lamenting is always doing that. So then when something like really bad happens, it's like, okay, this is when I'm supposed to lament. This huge sin that impacted me or this wild chaotic thing in our church and like, that's it, you know? And I don't do good in those. I want to get over them. I want to be happy, kumbaya, let's all have fun and laugh together. I only want to laugh. I do not want to cry. I don't like lamenting. I'm terrible at it. But then Mary started talking about like, hey, wait a minute. Like, I actually have a hard time lamenting my personal sin. Yep. Which I was like, oh, that's intriguing because I have no problem lamenting my sin. Not in a weird way, not in a prideful way whatsoever. I'm really bad at the other sort of lament. But with that, it's like, oh, Wait, no, I, I turn to the Lord. God, why do I keep doing this? I complain. I feel, God, please deliver me from this. I immediately start confessing that to others. I'll confess any sin in front of anybody that it's like, I want to be pure. It's really easy for me to feel the heaviness, the weight, to decide to trust God in the midst of this. I go through the lament process with my own personal sin, but I don't go through it with corporate mm. sin. I don't go through it with things that like harm me that I feel like, man, this relationship got real messy. And I'm like, oh, whatever. We'll just, we'll do something else. Like, so when I sin, I lament. When sin is done against me or when I see the brokenness of the world, I have a really hard time Mm. lamenting. So it's not that I'm bad at lamenting. It's that I'm bad at holistic lamenting. Mm -hmm. And you shared like, hey, I'm actually bad at the other side, which I think is so intriguing, even how we turn. I never turn to God in the, the former one. I always turn to God in the latter one and you're the other way around. So it's like, it reveals our theology in a yeah. lot of ways. Even. And I think it just hits on this idea that uh, that I feel like Christianity in a lot of ways has missed out on lament as a means of grace. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because Lord. we have, si- or not sight, we have siloed, that's what I'm looking for, mm-hmm. it to these major things or whatever parts we're comfortable with. But if we look at it kind of like you're saying, like every time there's pain, every time there's grief, it's an opportunity for us to grow in our faith and to learn more about God. There are areas that for our whole life, we're gonna be learning this song and this prayer of lament. Kind of like you said, I'm almost the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. You really struggle to lament in the sin that has been done against you, the difficult things. The sin of my mother dying is not something that I did to deserve, but to me, that's easier to lament and to process. I know. And to do it, well, it's because I've had the most practice. Yeah, sure. Like, I feel like I didn't have a choice Mm. 
to like, I couldn't like just to forget my mom. And in fact, that was the thing I was most afraid of in, mm. in a, one of my big seasons of lamenting and, and dealing with like, I didn't want to forget her. Mm. I didn't want to forget things about her because of how like meaningful it was. I even wrote a whole song about it, which was a beautiful event. If, if it comes out at some point in here, <laughs> as we talk about it, I'll share some of the lyrics, but um yeah, it's just like, I, I do that well. Mm. Like I can turn, like when we were prepping for this was we were kind of figuring out like, okay, what anchoring grief and sorrow moments we want to talk about. And we found out that we were the opposite of like, mm-hmm. I deal really well with things that have happened to me and lament well with that. Whereas like sin, my personal sin, although I do lament it, mm-hmm. it is so much more difficult. And what it really shows is the lies that we believe about God mm-hmm. and the theology. I don't, I have a hard time getting to a place of lament with my own sin because I don't, I struggle to see my value. And so why should I receive the grace and the forgiveness of the Lord? I Mm. think that I deserve to suffer Mm. a lot of times. And so it really does reveal that theology of what we believe about the Lord and an opportunity to grow in that if we take that first step to turn. It's just such a huge monumental moment of like, if we show up, God will do amazing things. Mm. And so if you're like, I don't know how to lament, I've never done this before, just practice turning to the Lord yeah. in silence if you have nothing to say. It, it just, yeah, it's so important. Any any evil, any, any ill, evil. any sin yeah. done against you, mm-hmm. the sin of commission, yes. which you're saying, hey, I kind of struggle with that because of, I'm like, hey, I'm actually, okay, that sin of omission I actually don't do very good at because I find my value in my work. And so mm. then I'm like, oh, I didn't do this. It's almost like, God, I don't want you to see that I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to lament this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But then I don't grow. Then I don't. Or the sin of reception, sin mm-hmm. done to you, yes. which you're like, hey, I actually, I've had to practice that. I should have had to practice it. I had so much reception. But you were so and young. Yet I was so young. I was 16 mechanism, when my mom and I'm started getting here trying to, 20 when she died. Yeah. Right, and a believer, I was not. Yes. And so it's yes. like, I haven't even learned how to enter into it. I don't like it it's still to date. And so it's really good. You have a, uh, okay, we turn to God. Mm-hmm. You have a verse that I literally, when we were prepping, I was like, I don't believe that verse. I literally don't believe it. <laughs> yes. I believe it in, yes. because I trust the scriptures and I trust, but I have a hard time believing the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll segue us into the complaining piece. Yes. So we turn towards God. Yeah. Go ahead. So it comes from Ecclesiastes. Uh, and it's in chapter seven, and there's really three verses that kind of hit on the same idea. Same idea. And so I kind of want to read all three. Um, so seven, two through four, it says, it is better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting. For this is the end of all mankind and the living will lay it to heart. Sorrow is better than laughter for by sadness of face, the heart is made glad. The heart of the wise is in the house of mourning but the heart of fools is in the house of mirth. (laughs) Uh, I love it. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why do you love it? Let me ask that. I love it. I think to tie this back to our um, even icebreaker, I've learned more about the Lord through the sorrow of daily missing my mother Mm. than I have in almost anything else. Mm. It has given me more understanding of his good character because despite that loss, I see all of this goodness and all of this provision and all of this gifts and all of the ways that he has blessed me with that gaping hole in Mm. my life. Mm. Um, I have a more appreciation of a hope for Jesus Christ and what he's done because I don't have to accept that my mother is gone. Mm. Grief by itself in those five stages would say, I just have to accept that she is not here anymore. Mm. I'm about to say a curse word to that. (laughs) That's not true. And yeah, that yeah, yeah, brings yeah. me so much joy mm. to remember that I don't I don't have to accept that. That mm. is not the reality. That is not true. My yeah. savior lives and he rose yeah. and so will she. And I never have to say goodbye to her. Mm. One of the things I, I often pray or one of the things I do, and that's part of, part of my like continual lament is I write her a letter 
every mm. year on, mm. on her Jesus birthday, which mm. I like to call it, which is actually your birthday, interestingly enough. Really? Yes, it is. Oh, December cool. 8th. I never knew that. Uh-huh. Wow, uh-huh. that's cool. And so I always end it with, I'll see you when I get home. Mm. I'm not saying goodbye. Mm. I do not have to accept the reality of what I'm living in now because Christ has purchased something greater. And mm. I've never understood that more than when my face has been in sorrow. Mm. Or I, 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 I literally think of her every day. The ring that I'm wearing right here is her wedding band. Like there's not mm. a, a day that I don't, feel that loss, but all the more do I experience Christ. Mm. And so there's nothing in my life that has taught me more about the goodness of God than losing my mother, Gosh, which is so crazy. Good. It's crazy. I like good laughter, happy times. Like, mm. do I remember those as deeply as I remember the night of my, that my mother died in the apartment in Waco and I was bawling my eyes out, screaming at the Lord? Mm. No, mm. I don't. I feel the Lord more in that screaming moment than I do mm. laughter with friends. Yeah. Because it was personal. It was a recognition of everything that is wrong with this world. Mm. So that's so good. Yeah. It's I think it's so hard for me to believe this. In part because I think just some wiring stuff. In part because I don't think I do that lamenting piece well. Mm. Because I think I'm afraid to complain. Mm. I think that what I believe my complaining is telling me is that. I don't trust God, mm. which is not true, actually. Yeah. That I, and I, I could theologically and intellectually ascend to that, but my heart does not believe that. Yeah. My heart is like, hey, you should not be complaining. It's funny. Oftentimes, I feel like uh, with people who don't believe in the Lord, one of their issues is that they have felt shut down when they ask questions about mm. God. And my response to them is always the exact same. I always say, hey, if God is not big enough to answer your questions, then you're right. You shouldn't believe in this God because so whatever church told you, hey, just have faith, just that was really no. bad advice. Yes. Like God That's is able lie. to handle your questions, yo. So I tell them that and then I go home and then it's time to lament and I'm like, yeah, not, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, just because I can say it doesn't even mean my heart believes it. So can I turn to the Lord? Yes. But I kind of turn and I'm like, Dang God, this sucks. Um, can you help me like just be happy again? Mm-hmm. You know, as you were talking, I wrote down. We turn and we ask and yeah. we skip complain. So if you yes. haven't caught on, we're, we're, we turn to the Lord. He gives us good mm. things. Now, how do we get from turning to him to receiving good? Yeah. The first step of that is complaining. Because you can't receive what you don't even know that you have issue with. Ding, ding, ding. And that often happens to me. I ask all the time, why do I have such a hard time receiving blessing from people, mm. receiving good from people, receiving? I think a piece of it, not all of it, but a piece of it is I actually don't know how to complain. I actually have a really mm. hard time understanding what I even need. So I'd move so fast and try to blaze past this because I don't like feeling like this, mm-hmm. which by the way, I do think there's a godly aspect to that. Yes. We will not feel like this in heaven. Yes. So I think I'm longing for the kingdom, but I don't know how to live on the earth though. And you can't be, what is it, that old black phrase? You can't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. And I'm like, man, I feel that at times where it's like, I'm so forward that all of a sudden I lose mm. the ability to receive here God's nearness, God's goodness. And so I try to skip over it in a lot of ways. And yeah. uh, I got convicted this morning even uh, in Matthew 13 as I was prepping a little bit more for this. Uh, there's the parable of the wheats and the, the wheat and the tares where, mm. you know, there's all this wheat, some enemy comes in, throws a bunch of weeds or tares in the midst of all of this. They start growing up and they look the same. And the servants are like, yo, should we try to like pull out the weeds? And the master's like, no, don't do that. Because if you do that, you might accidentally pull out the wheat as well. Now in context, it's talking about the kingdom and salvation. Mm-hmm. But when I thought about lament, it's like, I just try to pull out the tears. Mm, that's it's wheat, so good. Or, or it's bad. It's not good. It's not wheat. Rip like everything I, out. So rip it up. And when I do that, I accidentally pull up the wheat that's grown right there as mm. well. Rather than allowing those tears to mature to a place to where it's you like, want to remove yourself. You want to Christian soothe. That's yeah. the, like, I feel like an equivalent of like Christian soothing where yeah. we're like, okay, well, I'm not going to turn to the world, but let me turn to this Christian way of just, it, I know it's not good. I'm just going to pull it all out yeah, yeah. rather than actually stopping and processing. Or I'm just going to trust God. I'm going to do the last <sighs> phase. But I don't even know what I'm trusting. Because That's I don't right. even know what I'm yes. losing, missing, feeling, the Angry pain, about, sorrow from, right? Right. So what am I trusting? There's a phrase I'm going to come back to in the next episode, but that was monumental for me that I'll share next week. 
but in the midst of last year was, I would say the hardest year of my adult life. Mm-hmm. I've said that multiple times. And um, in December of last year, I'm having a quiet time. I'm reading whatever. It was like Romans or something. I'm not thinking about this book at all. And all of a sudden, it felt like the Holy Spirit like entered into me and pulled out of me this statement mm. because I was not thinking this. I did not, it like, it felt like it forced out of me. And I just said out loud, am I like Job? Mm. And in this random moment, I felt it. The Lord forced me to hmm. both turn to him because I was talking to God. Yeah, God, am I like Job is what I was saying. I was complaining. I don't want to be like Job. This man's life sucked. <laughs> like is I, it easy complaint? Right? It's okay to ask a question. How long, oh Lord? That's the How question long, here. Lord? So there's a complaint. I, am I like Job? And there was also an ask in the midst of it because what I, my soul was saying was like, I don't want to suffer like this. I don't want to... And I'll explain how God answered that. But it's like, that was a forced complaint because I'm Mm -hmm. so bad at it. I don't know how to do it well. And so I think like the complaining piece is just so important. One of the things though that, and I want to hear if you have thoughts on this Mm -hmm. too, uh, but I think it's really important is that in each of these things, we can get stuck Mm. in each of these things. You can get stuck at the turn. Yes. Which that's harder to do, but people do do it. I see it. You can get stuck at the complaining which I've seen a lot of people do. And I think that's part of my fear is I don't Mm. want to get stuck in the bad as if God isn't a good deliverer, right? But I trust my own efforts. So I'm trying to depend on myself. You can get stuck in the asking only, or you can get stuck missing the other ones and just trying to trust, which is what my temptation is. I loved your finger quotations, trying because you can't. That's my temptation. But you can get stuck in these. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to know, which we'll talk about more next week too, but it's like, how do you not get stuck in this? And so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of, I'm throwing a bunch of stuff against the wall yeah. here. But. Yeah, I'd love us to tease out godly complaint mm. versus grumbling. Mm. I think it's a good distinction because I do think that we're afraid to question God. Like, can I ask this of the Lord? Like if yeah. you spend time reading Job, he has some crazy questions. And when you read them, <laughs> if you're in a good place, you know the other scriptures that would be in contradiction with that. But it's, the place where he's struggling. And so I think that one of the helpful things to think about complaining is voicing what you are struggling to believe, Mm. right? Lamentations, literally full of questions. Why would you do this? How long are you going to do this? This is is your fault. You did this, all of that. That's such good application, Mary. And that is is hard to accept Mm. for every pain because a, a lot of what I hear often with people struggling with loss, that's what I've helped people work through most just nature of what mm-hmm. I've practiced is like, but God could have stopped it. Yeah. Okay, complain that. Yeah. He, he would love to hear you mm-hmm. cry about that, to mm-hmm. reach out to him, to surrender to the idea of like, why did you let this happen? I mean, that's, if you read all the Psalms of Lament, they all start after they turn to the Lord of questions. Why, how long, what hmm. are you doing? Like, totally I true. don't, I mean, Lamentations is just, is just full, full of it. From the beginning to the end, how, how, she, he, like, who, where are you? What mm-hmm. have you done? All It's just, it's everywhere. Mm. And I think some of us fear that if we say those things that we're struggling with, we'll believe them or we'll be left there mm-hmm. in our wonderings. And I think that's sometimes the danger of com- leaving at complaining is that we don't move on to what we're supposed to do with them and what we're actually asking. Mm. Just complaining isn't asking the Lord to do anything about them. Yeah, right. Totally true. You're just expressing, confessing often struggles, mm. things that you you have a hard time believing. And so, yeah, would love to hear if you have any teasing of like, so how do we do that specifically? How do we ask our questions? How do we express our struggles mm-hmm. in a godly way versus a bad way, right? Like Job, his three friends says they were sinning. Yeah. But Job was in the right mm-hmm. in the way that he complained. So how do we do godly complaint versus mm-hmm. worldly grumbling? Yeah, I think in Psalm 13, you get a good, I love your questions are leading you to ask. They are leading mm-hmm. you to, uh, well, what's the Christian word I'm looking for? Uh, supplication, mm, right? Yes. Um, it's like, okay, so will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? 
how long must I take counsel in my own soul? David's like, I feel like I'm just sitting here trying to comfort myself. Mm -hmm. Like, where are you going to come in at, right? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Will I have sorrow in my heart all the day? It's like, okay, he's, this is what he's struggling with. And so I think the way you don't get stuck is that you're honest before the Lord, but you're also expectant for God to answer these mm -hmm. things. In uh, Haggai, which is just one major complaint, it's a book of a complaint. Mm -hmm. Haggai starts talking to God. He just starts complaining. And then he just says, I'm just going to wait here at this watchtower until you answer me. And God's like, boy. And he comes <laughs> on and answers him real quick. And Haggai's like, my bad, never mind. Yeah. But, but he did a good... Like, I don't think that sometimes I think we can almost see like the Lord's like kind of rebuke at mm -hmm, times mm -hmm. as bad. Uh, I'll share next week how God rebuked me through Job. And it was one of the, it was, I felt healed. Yeah. I got healed. Like it was one of the healthiest things for me. And so I think just going to the Lord. Now, if you're not turning to God though, you're just complaining. Mm -hmm. That's how you can get stuck. That's good. If you're not turning to ask, which we'll talk about next week, but just complaining. Okay, now you can get stuck. And that can begin to rot your soul. Yes, that, that becomes a foothold for Satan sure to further does. deceive you. Because if we read that, how long will you forget me? Yeah. We we know the Lord has not forgotten us. Mm -hmm. He sent his whole, I mean, the gospel answers every David question. David says that. David knows David literally that. preaches that in David other psalms. David knows that. Mm -hmm. How long must I take counsel in my own soul? He knows that he's going to go to the Lord, right? So it's not, complaining is not like saying lies about God, if you've turned to him and are phrasing it as a question, mm -hmm. you know, it's accepting like, I, 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 I'm having a hard time believing. Mm -hmm. I'm angry about this. It's a, I'm struggling. I'm scared. I'm fearful. I'm, where else do we put our feelings? Like they're welcome to come to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, feelings are so important. I'm going to save that till next week because okay. that's really important. Yep. Let, let me get, I have one more thought and okay. then you feel free to jump in wherever okay. as well as helpful. My last thought is in case you're still struggling with like, I don't really know if you're like me because I struggle. If I was listening to this episode and I was, I'd be like, man, I don't, I don't know about all that. And I think the piece is I'm afraid that it's showing that I don't trust God as if God doesn't already know that there are certain areas I don't trust him in, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. I'm almost afraid to admit it to myself mm. because I'm trying to save myself. Yeah. Because I'm trying to prove to myself that, no, I have good faith. I'm a good pastor. I have good, okay, right? Like yep. that's, okay. So, or it's just like, I don't believe that sorrow is better than laughter because I've not received some of the good end of the sorrow because I haven't actually lamented well. So I don't even know if that verse is true or not because I haven't practiced it. Mm -hmm. Though I can look at the way I confess my own personal sin and go, yes, I actually see it there. So I have a hard time seeing it from your end. So, okay, if you're like me, you're struggling. I think my thought here is like, I think about my kids. Mm. If my kids decide not to turn to me and to complain and to ask, they will never know that I'm a good dad. Mm. I love them. Mm. I no. They might turn, complain, ask, and I might say, no, but do you know what I will do? I'll actually explain to them. But if I don't know they're struggling with something, how am I supposed to explain to them what they... So now I'm speaking human terms. God knows we're struggling. He can speak into... But we often don't know what we're Correct. feeling. Correct. And so this is a process where we understand where our own hearts are so that we can receive from God. Mm -hmm. If God just came and said, I'm not going to let you suffer forever... And I'm like, okay, but I don't even know that I'm feeling how long, oh Lord, should I suffer? Then what meaning does that have? What meaning for you? does it have? Yeah. It has no meaning. So this process is actually a process for me, mm -hmm. not necessarily for God. A God kindness, already knows what I'm gift. feeling. So with my kids, it's like if they if I don't know that they're really sad that we didn't give them ice cream tonight, they just go in their room and they're just crying in their bed and that's it. And I don't even know that they're doing that. I can't come through in comfort. I can't explain to them. Hey, it's actually because we're having a whole party tomorrow. Would you rather have a scoop of ice cream tonight or like a whole cake tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, oh, shoot. Never mind the cake, right? Like I'm not able to do all yeah. of that. And your child will never learn how to process this. Yep, totally. And because, will never learn that I love them yes, in that way. Because it's hard for us too to like think about, well, God already knows that we're sad. Mm -hmm. I've heard that all the time. Why do I need to go to him? Because you need to recognize, you yeah. need to learn how to deal with this. And the way is to turn to our good father yeah, and who wants to explain why you can't have ice cream so that you yeah. learn. And the next time you remember hope more than you remember sorrow, because yes. that's what he delights 
for us to give to, he delights to give to us. Those are all my thoughts. Do you have extra thoughts? On complaining? No. I think as a good, okay, so now what for this episode? We are kind of leaving you with a little bit of a like, wah, wah, wah. Because like, we're not getting to the ask and the trust part. Like we're stuck in complaining. I think a good thing and a grace of the Lord is that there are so many laments in scripture. If yeah. you're not sure what to say, go to a psalm. There yeah. are personal laments. There are communal laments. There are laments to cover sin, cover the sin of others. Like we talked about a mission commission. Go and pray those words. Mm. If you're scared to complain, if you don't know how to turn, scripture gives us a guide for that. And so that's a helpful thing. And you can write your own questions. The song that I wrote and dealing with some of the things about my mother, the chorus is questions. Why does happiness end in tears? And how could this love lead me to despair? Wow. Can I stop and not lose the meaning of it all? So God hmm. desires our own questions. These laments have been ones for centuries hmm. that have given voice to the pain of God's people start there. Hmm. So did you write that song knowing that you were ordering it in a lament? No. Did you just realize that like recently? I did. I did. I was literally driving here this morning and I was like, what is that? What is that? That song? Like the, the thing was like playing in my mind. And I was like, what are the words of that song? Cause it's like, yeah, there's like a, a, a knowing and a struggle that comes up and it's, it's not necessarily questions, but it's like the, the first person is just like, I've heard your voice and I can't deny that you listen, you hear my cry, but I've got nothing left to say. And I'd rather listen to the waves. Hmm. This idea of chaos. Eventually the song ends. It's like my mom is the sea. And so I'm like willing to let her go. And I'll, I'll, I'll guess I'll just carry this through for our, our both. But the, the whole chorus is just like, is questions of like, asking and complaining about why this, this. so the, I wrote the song basically struggling with being afraid of forgetting my mother and realizing that I wanted her more than I wanted Christ. Mm. And so this is my confession Jeez. and my repentance and my lament of that, that like, I've heard your voice, but I don't have anything less to say and I'd rather hear hers. Mm. The next verse is, I've held your hand enough to know that you never leave me alone but I turn and I choose the sea. Hmm. So just this confession of, I know who you are, but I don't want you right now. Hmm. I'd rather have something else. Hmm. So, yeah. Gosh. That, what Sorry, a, we took a little sidetrack. What <laughs> a gift. You just realized that this morning. <laughs> I just thought about this song and then I realized, oh, it is a real lament. <laughs> Holy cow, that But is I like a gift. cried and I spent a whole day writing this thing just yeah. morning. But. That's a gift though, yo, yeah. what the heck. Okay. So, well, I'll let you know how it ends. It, it ends in the right order of asking and trusting, but yeah. the chorus is, yeah. Why does happiness end in tears? Yeah, so if y'all are struggling, come complain. turn, complain, We'll talk about the other ones next week. Sounds like a plan. Hey, that was well said. It sure was. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and share. For more information, visit our website at www.thewellaustin.com slash podcast.